Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here, Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. This is Black Girl Soul with something else and Song Ray. Hey guys, so we're back with the final episode about Interwan Class that's on Netflix. We promised to kind of do a episode that encompassed the whole show instead of focusing on snippets or um, particular episodes of the show. So I'm going to let Sung Rae start it off and tell us what she thinks about the whole show, the ending, and her other observations. So just overall, I was um, on Twitter and on Twitter, there's, you know, a variety of K-drama watchers, Asian drama watchers, to be honest. You've got your J, your C's, and the K's and others as well. But in which case, I follow a lot of the Korean drama watchers. And again, you can find us on Twitter at hash or at the at sign Black Girl Soul um, and come join in the discussions. But I was on one in particular and she was asking us about our different types of dramas. Like, what's your favorite drama? What's the drama you least liked? What's this? What's that? My favorite drama thus far in 2020, well, in the 20s, 2019, because it came out last year was search www why because it just it hit all the marks but when i tell you that i feel like there's an inch more for search www than it a one class because i love when i tell you i love it a one class i enjoyed this show Mm -hmm. it had drama that captured you and kept you it had characters that were believable realistic and you felt for them they weren't just those characters that are there and going Why'd they bring them in here? Um, you had a storyline that you could kind of follow and get with because you had a clear, yes, you want this person to win and, you know, why you wanted them to win. Like, it, it just hit in all the areas. It had a nice OST. They had excellent uh, cinema photography. The writing was good. Like, I enjoyed a whole lot of this. There was not very much I could say, oh, they shouldn't have done this or, oh, they shouldn't have done that. Um, even all the way up until to the end when he made his choice about who he wanted to be with there was always that triangle going on and you couldn't figure out which way is it gonna go which way is it gonna go who's gonna fall in who's gonna fall out so like it was just a really really good show that captured me and i really really enjoyed it and it was diverse let me go ahead and add that in too go ahead right (laughs) right i love the diversity and i love that um they were respectful so let's take the black guy the running joke was everyone kept on calling him a foreigner and he was like, I'm not a foreigner. I'm a Korean. And yes. clearly that is a thing. And so I applaud them for noticing and acknowledging the difference. Um, I like that they accepted him and yet they didn't accept him so easily. Right. Because, um, psycho betty initially was like she wanted him for his looks but i think she just didn't like him for a while or she didn't accept him for a second there um and i do think that given all the main characters he was a little bit the least um 
in the crew because, and I'll say this for you guys who have not watched it, we're about to spoil the hell out of it. So, so spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, so when things started to go down, like when you get to the final two episodes, you don't see him like he's not, he doesn't look like he's in leadership on the same way that they're in leadership. Um, it looks like he's running the stores or he's running the pubs, not stores. He's running the pubs, but I don't know. I just felt like there was a slight difference there and maybe it was just the subtitles. I don't know. Um, is that what you noticed? I will say the same because you at least got some closure for everyone else. And I guess for him, the closure was finding his grandmother, but we didn't get too much more. Well, when they were sitting at the table, like going over business plans, he wasn't there. You know, like when there were like particular instances um, and maybe it's because he was the last to join. And so maybe he didn't get a buy in into the larger business like he didn't get shares or something like that. But it was just like because uh-uh, he was there when they came up with IC. Right. So it was just like confusing. I was like, well, maybe he was just like incredibly busy. I mean, you know, benefit of the doubt. It's not a big deal. Um, it was just something I noticed, but, um, cause this is so, so, you know, right, right, right. So to, to go back and speak to like just your overall feeling about the show compared to search WWW, I agree with you. I think that search WWW was just such like, given the times we live in, it was just so on point with the whole feminist mystique and the whole dealing with those issues and coming from a female centered place and we are women. So Mm -hmm. I think that that struck us in a particular way and it was just very modern. Um, And so, yes, for 2019, it definitely grabbed me, but for 2020, it's all the way Itawan class. And I put it above search WWW because of the diversity because like you said, the clear delineation between good and evil. Um, it, it was just like an easy show to fall in love with. It was easy to fall in love with the lead character, the boss. It was easy to like love um, Psycho Betty. And I'm going to say, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay. Everything in the show kind of led us to who he was eventually going to choose, right? Because you can see how the scenes were set. You could see how, yeah, he was dealing with both women, but one kind of edged the other one out, just almost on the day-to-day. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, when he was winning, she was there. When he was losing, she was there. The other one, not so much. And even though she... I think the problem with her was more so she didn't know who she was. She didn't take the time to stop and figure out what was important to her, what mattered to her, what she needed. All she she wanted to be a winner. She's going to be a winner no matter how it came, even if it meant I had to step on your back. And he told her, he kind of laid down for her and let her be. He kind of laid down and became her so that she could step on him to do what she needed to do. And in her head, I believe because of that, she thought it was going to always be easy to just return. She told Psycho Betty, Orphan Annie told Psycho Betty, 
hey, um, he's always going to love me and there's nothing you could do about that. Right. And then the converse conversation that Psycho Betty had with Orphan Annie was who's been holding him down? You know, right. you've been asking for things. I think it was like the last two episodes, last three or something. She, she in so many words was like, you know what? You were looking for him to save you and I was looking to save him. So who do you think should be with him? You know, and it was, you could see, I forget where exactly that was, but it was like a revelation for her. It was a revelation for Orphan Annie to be like, damn, that is true. You have been holding him down. You have been like there when he's needed somebody. So, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's like, it just, I, I really enjoy the show. And also I think it's the kind oh, of show yes. that can appeal. What did you say? I was agreeing with you. Oh yes. I really did enjoy it. Right. And I think it was the kind of show that could appeal to different audiences. I, you know, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. My mother enjoyed it. I could see men enjoying this show. Like I think it went across versus search WWW was pretty much a show for women. Right. I mean, not to say that men couldn't enjoy the show at all, but the most of the cast, it was from a, a female point of view. And I don't know. I, I don't even want to compare the two shows. I mean, just because right, we enjoy them both. Honestly, I just used it as my marker for how strongly I felt about Itawan class. That was for me, not even so much for us to compare the two. I just felt like that was one of the shows that I've always esteemed as my favorite Search W. I mean, Itawan class is like right under it in minuscule amounts. So that right. was just my let let you know how much I really enjoy Itawan class. So so then I will say this: Itawan class is tops for me. Underneath it is Hyena. Um, in a surprising twist, it's Hyena. I even watched this. Um, show that came out maybe 2015 2016 maybe 2017 i don't know um called miss sang it's spelled m-i-s-e-n-g mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i don't know if you've seen that one but it's like set in the workplace and i didn't love the ending of that show but that show really grabbed me like i was watching it all the way like i think there's this thing for me when you have an underdog i'm in there rooting i'm gonna watch week after week to root for that underdog and so i think that that's what tapped in for me with itawan class because he was the underdog and and just to keep it 150 and to give my props to diabolical dad this man it wasn't like he was like a typical bad guy he was mm -mm. a stellar, he was a great A bad guy. I mean, yes, he was. even one at one point. He played a hell out of that role. Right, right. <laughs> and I, okay. And so I, I click in Miss Sang with Itawan class because um, I was watching Miss Sang and all of a sudden I saw Diabolical Dad in a small role in Miss Sang. And I was like, oh my God, it's Diabolical Dad. And, <laughs> and I was like, and he was playing completely, you know, different kind of feel and everything. And I was like, that's when I realized that they aged him for Itawan class. Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't, I knew he wasn't that old, but you know what I'm saying? Like 
I think he's way younger than we think. Um, so that makeup is stellar. But at one point, when Orphan Annie is crying for him, he's like, in, in so many words, and please correct me, in so many words, he's like, the reason you're crying for me is because I tamed you. I control your mind. You should really mm -hmm. hate me, but I got you like that. That's why you're crying. And I was like, look here, pimp. Look here. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he was, yes, yes. he was like some textbook psychopath type stuff. I was like, what is up with diabolical dad? Um, and it's no wonder that his first son is so tragic because <laughs> with That's a daddy so like that. <laughs> But what other observations did you have? All right. So back to the, um, I'm going to segue and come back to you. Okay. Back to the actor who played Diabolical Dad. I'm going to attempt his name if I mess it up. Forgive me and please help me if you can. It's Eugene. He is 46 years old. So no, he is not that old. They they did age him. Mm, right. Because, I mean, you kind of know with the gray hair, like the way it is, but they also did wrinkles on his face. So, <laughs> so it kind of, you don't know where he's aged or how he is, you know, so, but um, what other observations do you have about the show? The last couple of episodes are overall. I think with the last couple of episodes, um, again, this is just always my feeling. I don't know why, but it, it maybe it's because I get wrapped up in the dramas and you just really want to root for it and run with it. But um, they kind of rush stuff. And mm. that's like my, ah, don't do that. But they do it anyway. So it happens. I have to accept it. I have to like get over it. But in those last few episodes, you know, got the, they're in business, they're, Business is doing great now. Like you said, Tony was running the small pubs. Um, Xcon's friend was uh, helping out. Uh, I can't remember what exactly he was doing, but whatever it was, it was really not up to his suit, but he was doing it anyway. Um, the And I, again, while we were talking about diversity, I'm going to back up to talk. They had the transgender woman who I thought that was so because again that is very relevant to our time frame we're in right now and just the situation she had to go through and things she had to deal with I like that they you know put that out there um she was working in her area and then you had uh psycho Betty doing what she was doing. but so like everybody had their positioning in the big corporation because now they're no longer just that small pub they have become this corporation now, and I thought that was so cool um the situation, though, with Diabolical Dad's son was a little weird for me because he comes out, he comes out and he goes and he works with the same dude who Big Boss was in jail with. And that was just like a weird turn of events. I couldn't put my hand on why was that the way they decided to go? I think that's the way they decided to go because they couldn't afford to hire new actors like that don't make no damn sense. 
You know what I'm saying? Like he was in jail with this dude. Not to say that they were in a fraternity and they have they owe some right. kind of allegiance or loyalty to each other. But, but it was there just... was a form of allegiance, and that's right. I think what bothered me was like, really, you would flip on him like that about some money? Like, right. It was for real, too, dude. It was too close to home. And personally, I think that it was the thing that they had to do to get to the final scenes. You know, like sometimes, no matter how great a show is, they maneuver things in order to like they take almost the characters that you already have some emotional connection with in right. order to to turn the plot because if he had used just any old dudes in the streets it would have still been bad but that added oomph you felt like oh he was betrayed he was betrayed by somebody he knew you know like even the end of see of the episodes you could where you think that his health was going one way versus the other. You're like, oh my God, you know, like somebody who's close to him did this to him. Yeah, you know? Yeah, because I was going to say too, it opened the door to be able to bring ex-convicts or Big Boss's ex-convict friend back in because he was able to come in and stand up and go, hey, you know, really you, you about to do this? This is how you going to go? This how you going to play this? And when it got to the final I don't know if that was the act final or if it was the second to last, can't remember now, but where they had the fight scene and it was him in jail boss. Yeah, it was just a mess. Like it was it. And it's like, why was he so invested? Like, dude, weren't you doing it for a check? Like cut your losses. I don't know. Sometimes they build bad guys. And I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Diabolical Dad's first son. They like mm -hmm. build, make them superhuman. Like, dude owed them money. He, they had no allegiance to him. They could have been they like deuces and rolled out. They did way too much. But I kind of felt like too maybe a subplot that didn't get spoken on that should have been kind of doubt somewhere, maybe in a line or two. I think dude might have been jealous. Here we oh. are. You was in jail with me. You was doing the same thing I was doing. You get out. I'm over here running things because I had a whole gang network set up because uh, he's he is a form of a gangster. Mm -hmm. So he had a gangster network set up where he was able to loan money and, you know, run things and kind of move stuff. He gets out. He gets this shop. He came to a shop. Remember when he first opened it in Itawan? He showed up at that shop. I can't remember how he showed up over there, but he showed up over there you know, this is nice, this is nice, but then when he worked for the son, for Diabolical Dad's son, that's where I feel like they should have put it out there, like, you know, I don't owe Park Sayori anything, because, you know, we was in the same spot, and this nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the case might have been, that should have been put out there to make it make a little bit more sense, because I do feel like it was very random. Right. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I think that if they had added that extra layer of um, envy, then it would have turned everything around. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm, that, I'm that was something think, I noticed. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about like just the the various observations. Like you know, I'm like looking at pictures of the the cast and 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 each episode, trying to remember the things that I kind of noticed. Um, and I'm just gonna say this while we're talking back to me and my. I'm, I'm neurotic sometimes, can't help myself. If you go search in Google for the show and it opens up and gives you an overview, you click cast. I am still 
at this point. Now, when we first started watching you all, I will have you know, I went, did this exact same thing because I was trying to find out who's the black guy because I was just really excited. There's a, a Korean speaking black male who's playing a part in this show. I went to go find him, couldn't find him, did a lot more searching. I eventually found him um, on Twitter. But in which case, I'm just a little bit ag- aggravated that now we're at the end. The show is over and his face is still not showing up as cast. That's not cool to me. When he was one of the people that made the show, you know. They had a whole side plot line, sub story, subplot about him and his grandmother and his life. And people trying to help him out and how he was being discriminated when they went to clubs and stuff like that. So you would think that they would at least put him up as a main cast member. I agree with you. Yeah, that that just kind of made me when I was over here looking and I was like, oh, I need I need that to be fixed. That's not cool. Right. But, you know. And then, you know what? One of the things um, we talked about previously and it did come to pass was when they got to what episode 14 or whatever and then they jumped ahead what five years or <laughs> yes yes it did <laughs> they had to age chick right to to get her ready for the next level you know what i'm saying like <laughs> right i was like because when they jumped five years i forget exactly how many years but i thought it was like five years um when they jumped ahead it was kind of abrupt but you know what's weird to me and like this is not a gritty show and we have to remember that because we don't see the nuts and bolts but they just magically built a whole corporation and you know Uh for it to be so competitive and and a threat to diabolical dad it's pure television right it's pure television we because i'm like we all know real talk no big conglomerate is going to be that concerned with this little bitty, you know. But again, had to have a personal end in there. And the personal end was as Diabolical Dad him knowing second to last, third to last, he still wanted him to kill him. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It was a it was a trip. But you know, and and I'm again telling folks, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, because we just don't care we just gonna talk because if you put in your time and you watched it when it first hit netflix then you ready the rest of y'all who are slow late or you just discovered you better come back after you watch the show i hate to be like that with folks i hate to be like that but it's just too good a show to not fully talk about it's just too good okay i'll say this i liked how the love story unfolded yeah, it, it was perfect. It worked. It worked well. What do you think? I think it did because, again, like I said, for me, I felt like until the end, they kind of forced you to go, is it going to be her? Is it going to be her? What is he going to do? How is it going to work? Is she going to stay over here ambivalent? Or is she going to, you know, and not to the to the very end, to the second to last, but, you know, whatever. Um, I like the buildup. I liked how it worked. I like that even he had to stop self-evaluate in order for him to figure out what he really cared about, what really mattered to him. So, yeah, I think they did a good job with the love story. Excuse me. And even with, because I feel like, I think they did a really good job with the love story. And even when you think about um, Big Boss's ex-con friend and the cook, the chef. Mm Mm-hmm. 
the two of them becoming more intimate and close because you could see that relationship from the beginning and how it flowed out right right um and speaking of how diabolical dad was about people kneeling um that i don't want to give every detail but how it went down at the very very end that stuff was gangster and hardcore like do you know what i'm talking about not right. not the kneel not the first kneel at the end i'm talking about the second kneel. when when uh diabolical dad had to kneel Okay, I wasn't trying to say all that, but basically. Oh, yeah, I mean, shoot, we've spoiler alerted enough. If you ain't watched it, go watch. <laughs> yeah, no, because it was, they they were doing a nice bit when they had him kneeling. And then you think, Sayroye, I can't say Sayori. Yeah, so something like that. That's That sounds better than what I was saying. But when you think he's going to be like, the better person and he was like oh bitch no this is business i was like oh. yes because i swear i thought he was gonna help him get up and no you know you oh no 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 nope he was like oh no this is business like especially since he inadvertently killed his daddy so it had to go down like Man. this i was like and then this is how i know that psycho betty is his true mate when he was doing his thing and he got down low, she was gangster right behind him. Her face was all like stoic. She wasn't, there was no like, oh, maybe you should go back and forth. No, nah, she was just mm -hmm. as hard. Like she was, they were of one mind, one heart, one move. Like they were not, <laughs> that. like he was like, oh no, I'm coming for you. And she was like, here's the hammer. Here's, the, you know, <laughs> like she, <laughs> to the very end, this chick rides for him. And at the beginning, that's one of the things I remember speaking and saying was that she was his yin, she was the female version of him. Because right. where he wasn't so much about like a slap in the face of so many words, he was very just straightforward to the point about what he believed and how he held himself. In the beginning, that's how she came across. Whatever she believed, she was running with that thing, even if it didn't make sense or she seemed a little out of whack in her head. Like when she slapped the mama, she was, that was just where she was. Right, right. She was like, I ain't playing with you, hunks. Um, I will say, final episode, the thing that cracked me up. I swear, I think they had three different endings at the end. Because, <laughs> because first, I mean, I, I, I'd have to go back to count, but it was like right in the middle. Like first, okay, they got together, they they pledged their love to each other. Okay, they could have stopped, right? Then they had it going a little while longer, and then other people were talking to each other and you know closing up the loop. Then they have a second time where they're like yeah, standing yeah. on a bridge. I forget what, and it was like, ooh, do do do, we're in love, da da. Okay, fine. Then you think it's over. Oh, but no. Then they come back again, and they're sitting on a lawn. Or not on a lawn. They were sitting out like. In a park. A pond. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, why y'all have to do a third one? You couldn't decide which ending to use. So you put all three in or you put all, I don't remember the number. <laughs> I was just like, why do we keep on? Like, can't y'all just end this thing? They like, Then they came back and they were on the rooftop, all of them together singing. Right. I was like, okay, y'all need it. It's like they went, we have to make an hour. 
and we only have 40 minutes. So what we going to do is <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just going to keep the ending going over and over and over again. I was like, uh, and, and even when they were being cutesy, I can understand being cutesy and then getting up to a point. They were cutesy by walls and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's nice. But it was like too many endings at the end. And that is very different from your typical drama. You lucky for some of these dramas to have a nice a strong proper ending. ending. Right. <laughs> no, they gave us the proper ending times three. I was like, any one of those could have done it. <laughs> but you got to you had to overdo it. <laughs> anyway. So if any of you guys who have watched the show really liked it. I found this article that was really cool on, um, it's called, it's vulture.com. And it was by a guy named E. Alex Jung. It won a classic Korean drama that just hits different. And in this, one of the things that made me laugh, because he has several things that made me laugh. But one of the things, and I'm assuming E. Alex Jung is a man, but could be a girl. So I apologize. I really enjoyed the author. But the author really made me laugh. Because one of the things he said under the picture was they call it, they have his name, Park Sayori, Park Sayori King of the Fuckboy Haircut. I was hey! like, no, no, not you called his haircut Fuckboy Haircut. That cracked me the hell up. Then he goes on and he shares, or the author shares a few different things that just, you know, like, like okay, I really, I, I really dig this. I like what you're saying. You're making excellence here. But he says, um, as the kids would call this, this is a bop. And I'm like, I agree. This show was a bop. This show had like everything you need to feel like you were involved in it and got drawn in and wanted to be a part of this show. But um, one of the final things that we were just talking about the endings and how they took care of the endings, the show he was telling us was the author was telling us is by the first television show produced by the film production company Showbox. And they're known for blockbusters like Tegoki, Tegoki, which I'm Belly not sure because that Belly. I have not seen. But it's T-A-E-G-U-K-G-I. In which case, they've done movies. That was what I noted. This was their first television show. So mm. I said, oh, maybe that was why. I don't know. Sometimes when you get in a genre and you stick to that genre for everything that you do, sometimes you might not be able to see with some fresh eyes. But if you're coming from the movie realm over into television land, that is a difference. There's a switch in how things have to be done and what, you know, what's expected. And so I feel like that might have also played a part in why this was such a capture, was that you're coming from a company that's used to doing films, and this is their first TV show, plus it's a Netflix uh original you know this i think all of those things may have helped to play a part in this being such a grabber and a go-getter and what you wanted to see and what you were looking for each week as they came out i mean i don't i mean i can see how like a um different disciplines mean that you bring different skill sets to the table you know if you're a person who um directs broadway shows then your your skill set is going to be different when you make movies. Um, that's typical of actors and actresses when they're used to working on the stage and then they have to work on the small screen. It's confusing for them. So I get that. But in a weird kind of way, I feel that this plot, this story, Itawan class was so 
like it was an archetype of of things that we're used to seeing the underdog the the guy who's you know very morally strong that's why when I talked about Jesus I know I'm not trying to I don't want the religious folks coming for me but you understand like like the archetype of Jesus the archetype of Harry Potter you know they all are the same so I kind of feel that short of these folks being boo-boo the fool and having a thumb up their noses, they couldn't mess up a, a sure thing. The story was a sure thing. You have a mix of different characters. You you clearly have two strong women. They're, neither Orphan Annie or Psycho Betty were dumb, right? Um, you had a clear bad guy. You had a secondary bad guy. You had a tertiary bad guy. Like, you... <laughs> I, I think that the it was the kind of story you... It, they were not going to mess this up. They were not going to... They would have had to pick completely crapalicious, craptastic actors to mess this story up. So, I don't know. We agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. The fight scenes towards the end, eh, it was just... I mean, I like the fight scenes, yeah. but it was like excessive. I guess they were filling up time or something like that. Oh, you know, there was a cameo. I don't know if you've seen this, but there is a, I have to look it up, but there was a cameo by this actor, the one who went into, who who was going to become the chef for um, Orphan Annie's pub. You know, at the very, very end. Wait, who was that dude? Okay. Who so, was he? Okay. So he, you have to watch. Let me pull it up. Hold on, y'all. So I'm so trifling. Hold on. <laughs> I'm that trifling, but I should have had it, but I just thought about it right now. So you're going to forgive me. Um, okay. You know where you have to do this thing where you know one of the actors but you can't remember the film. So you have to use Full House because you know the actor in Full oh. House. Um, what's her name? Um, her name is... The girl? Um, the, the actor in Full House from back in the day. Remember, You may have seen Full House or maybe you Right, didn't. I'm saying the girl? Yes. So the girl in Full House... Are you talking about the female? Okay. Okay. Her so the, name is... Song Hei Right. Okay. So I jumped from her because she's she just mm-hmm. did this um show and he's the lead of that show called Encounter. Girl, you gotta watch Encounter. It is cute. It is I everything. Heard about Encounter. Man, I love Encounter. I'm trying to remember if I took notes like I was gonna like do a, a um a review um for Black Girl Soul. I don't remember. But he's the lead. His name is Bo Gum, I'm at Park Bo Cum. No, you know what? This is so trifling for me because his name I really should be able to get. His name is Park Bo Gum. Now I'm sure that's how they have it written. You know how it's written and how they say it are two different things. But that was him? Yes, girl. Yes. Okay. And are you sure? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes, 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 yes. Because I even looked it up after the fact because I was like, I know him from somewhere. What do I know him from? Show enough, 
Sure enough. And they don't say cameo, but if you go look at all the credits, he's the cameo. Because I was looking at him like, dude, I just saw you. And I haven't seen you enough to like think I should definitely know who you are, like three or four shows deep. But I, was I have like, seen Encounter. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Because I had to look this to go. And why do I know his face so well? Because I'm looking at his credits. I, I don't know any of these other shows. But then I hit Encounter and I'm like, yep, I watched that. I did see Encounter. And, and not to like totally segue to encounter, like this is just a brief segue. So when I watched encounter at first, I was not thinking he was cute. Like, not like he was ugly or anything, but I wasn't like, but you know, right. I was just thinking, oh, he all right. He looked kind of like, he reminded me of Pinocchio or something. Like he was just so tall and gangly or whatever. But then his charm like as an actor he's really good because that charm that innocent charm kind of grew on me bit by bit and encounter is one that you definitely want to watch because it's like they flip the script instead of it being like this powerful guy with this kind of quirky young woman or quirky woman that he's seducing and they work together it was completely flipped so you and I at some point have to do some kind of review but I when I saw him I was like oh okay so they got her a boo thing they weren't gonna just leave her out in the cold <laughs> you know I like that anyway yeah and thinking? I did I appreciated that they brought someone in as well because that was my takeaway as as it rolled up like I said they kind of wrapped up everybody's stories except for my boy but you know they wrapped up everybody's story pretty nicely and then you know since spoiler alert forever in a day I do applaud them okay so I love hate that she had been collecting evidence on the company for years you get what I'm saying like I love right. that she was subversively battling and fighting in her own way but I kind of feel like they did her a disservice like if the characters were real right um because she could have had him if he had known maybe that she was doing something you know because she was just like the object she was just like this object of his affections but you didn't really see I don't think that he saw the level of fight in her. Um, but we saw it. We saw when she would sit down with Diabolical Dad and the stuff that she had to put up with and his personality and how she was almost traumatized with the way he treated his own sons. Like, mm -hmm. she was going through the most. And I don't think that Big Boss, the boss, Saroyan, I'm saying his name wrong, but I don't Sayori. think... yeah. It's like when I hear it, I can say it. But when I don't hear it, I can't say it anyway. But I think that he kind of missed her. I think he missed um, portions of her personality uh, and mm. missed portions of her struggle. He I think he knew her that she was in the company, but I don't think he knew what being in the company was was like for her. True. I, I could take that. I could take that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think towards the end, we, we saw more of, wow, okay, Diab Diabolical Dad has been messing with minds, mm -hmm. you know, twisting the necks off chickens. Like, he's been doing, he been doing some stuff. Um, yes, Lord. Right. And, and so, 
I don't know. I mean, even when um, it was it was very interesting when she was leaving and his his number one henchman was seeing her out the door, basically. And she asked him, she was like, dude, why are you still here? And he was like, I'm a company man. You know, like I'm I'm my mind. I'm a drone. You're not a drone because that was her fight too. throughout the show. Her fight was, am I my own person or am I a drone? Um, Am I doing what I'm told to do so that I can feel safe or am I going to step out and make my own choices and be with whomever I want to be with? And Mm -hmm. I think that she did what she could do, but she did some things too late. So I don't know. And I agree with that as well. Cause she was in a corner when she made her final move. She could have killed that long before then. Right. Right. And I don't know in, in that weird kind of way, I would say, um, and yet again, we're saying the same thing that psycho Betty was almost the pure, er, the pure character compared to Orphan Annie. Like, Orphan Annie was more complex. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Orphan Annie had more baggage. She wasn't just totally. She, like, she had. To, she was layered. Let me go there. Right. Where right. I feel like with uh, Orphan Ant, I mean, Psycho Betty, Psycho Betty was just like flat out. Right. I mean, her her motivations were clean and clear. Her movements, for the most part, you know, she didn't have any kind of subterfuge. Like, if she sat across from you, she was like, bitch, I don't like you. It was just as simple as that. It wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't, she didn't like you, she slapped you. If she liked you, she'd leave you alone. Like, she didn't have to hide her emotions. Even when she tried to hide her emotions, inevitably, like, what did she do? Yeah, she declared herself. Like, she wasn't going to. You know, and and even if she was messing with somebody's mind, she would at the end of the conversation go, "I'm just joking." Like, <laughs> she, so uh, I don't know. I I really enjoyed, um, or I do know, I really enjoyed the show. I hope that other people give it a, a shot. I think that if you're new to um, dramas, given that we are in the midst of COVID nineteen, and you're in the house and you didn't watched every episode of old shows, new shows, and you just need something else, try an Asian drama. Try uh, any kind of international, what's international for us, right? Um, An international show. Try an Indian movie. Try um, a Korean drama. Um, Try an African drama. Oh, my God. Queen Sono would be one great that you would want to hit. Right, right, right. Thank you for throwing that in. The only thing I'm mad about is they didn't put in enough episodes. Like, I'm feeling like a fool here. I'm just sitting around. Like like, I said, I am so waiting for season two. Please bring it. I I think it's almost disrespectful to call it a season two. Can we get the rest of season one? Girl. Mm, It's a good one. Netflix is worth the money at this point. Like, thank you very very much for that. Um, But give... Um, television, give films from other cultures, other countries a shot. And if you need an introduction into Korean dramas, In One Class is 
a, a good choice. It's a good choice. Is there something that you want to um, you want to add, Sung Ray, before we end this episode? No, I think we've we've tapped it all in. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening, and yeah, we enjoyed to, having you. We look forward to your comments. Um, please make sure that you like follow and subscribe we don't want you to just like a podcast we want you to follow us and and give us your feedback so that we can try Please. to get better right and so there's anything you're looking for you want to see or you want to hear let us know right because trust and believe some ray is all over twitter on the constant she will <laughs> you got a question you you know what if you disagree with her Go on and, and tweet her, okay? Because she will respond. It's kind of scary, but she will respond. So, um, and, or if you agree with her profusely, there are plenty of times when we all agree with uh, Sung Ray. Hit her up so that she knows that we, you know, that we're being heard. Anyway, this is something else and... Sung Ray. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you, and please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Black